0: Love Hello, and thank you for listening to the KRP Radio Show. This is Rock O.P., even though it's not the last Sunday night of the month. Buddy, are you there?
1: Martin Lawrence was in that chair. We talked about Blue Streak. I love it. He played a role in your life, I believe. How do you feel about him as a person, as an artist? Martin Lawrence is the guy that showed everybody you can make it from D.C. to Hollywood. And uh, I had a personal stake in his success. Every time he did something, it made me feel inspired and really good. And he was always real nice to me. He'd sit me down, what's going on with you, baby boy? What, what? Talk about comedy, whatever. And, uh, you know, when we did Blue Streak, we were promoting it, and Martin had a stroke. He almost died. And then after that, I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, Martin, are you okay? And he said, I got the best sleep I ever got in my life. That's how tough he is. So let me ask you this. What is happening in Hollywood that a guy that tough will be on the street waving a gun, screaming, they are trying to kill me. Yeah. What's going on? Why is Dave Chappelle going to Africa? Why does Mariah Carey make a $100 million deal and take clothes off on TRL? It, a weak person cannot get to sit here and talk to you. Ain't no weak people talking to you. So what is happening in Hollywood? Nobody knows. The worst thing to call somebody is crazy, is dismissive. I don't understand this person. So they're crazy. That's bullshit. People are not crazy. They're strong people. Maybe the environment is a little sick.
2: That was uh, Martin Lawrence uh, talking about uh, entertainment and how how people think that entertainers are crazy, you know, when these folks go on these rampages that they go on, and oftentimes they lose a lot of money. Uh, a lot of times they uh they lose their credibility uh a lot of these people are doing on drugs and it seems that people that are famous uh can't hold they they can't hold it together uh they can't contest uh the trials and the tribulations and they can't live through these things that they're facing so that's why you know on the top of the show that goes to uh, what I was just saying is that you know the NBA the NBA uh, had a big moment you know when these guys were acting uh, responsible over in Africa and when they were doing the things that they were doing because the truth of the matter is uh, America's not represented as well as it should be these days um, by the people who are quote unquote our leaders uh, respected, uh, 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 representatives, if you will. So I'm going to go to my brother Rocco P, man, and we're going to get this thing popping and we're going to go ahead and get on the topic of the show. Rocco, how you doing, brother?
0: Very good. Thanks for having me, Pudgy.
2: (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. And, uh, I I don't know if you can hear me on the top of the show. I don't know if we have technical difficulties or not. I'm not going to repeat it. I just want to go ahead and get into this thing because there's a lot on my soul to say, brother. And there's a lot of things that I have to express, so uh, we're just going to get on with it. The topic of this show tonight is called War on American Soil Civil, Fiscal, Spiritual, and Fundamental. Uh, and the reason I said War on American Soil is because I don't know if people are paying attention, but there is a war that's going on among souls. In America, and it's not only America, not only in America. It's, it's, it's in this world, but I just want to talk about America here, just for a second. Um, we live in a day, Rocco, where the fantasy of entertainment is somewhat of an existence for most of our young people, especially. Um, the with emotions, the psychological terror that a lot of us experience through music, uh, it's almost a hypnosis, uh, Rocco. It's almost a an agenda. And there are a lot of things that are going on in America where it makes you want to close your eyes and, 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 and go back to sleep and, and, or, or it makes you say, you know what, is this real? Because listen, it's unbelievable, right? It's, it's, it's unbelievable the things that are happening in the natural, and I'm not even talking about the spiritual realm, but it's unbelievable the things that we experience and that are happening in the natural that we totally ignore. I'm not even talking about the things that we, uh, we converse about, and I'm just talking about the things that we ignore, that we don't pay attention to. um my language, but it's only one way to say this we I like rap music, right And uh a couple of years ago, I was listening to a debate uh that two professors were having on rap music, and this debate on rap music was one professor saying, "Hey, it's healthy." Uh, you know, it, it's a, it, it's, a, it's an art, it's a form of expression. And a lot of people I listen to this show, I'm, I'm sure thousands or hundreds of thousands of people or even possibly millions of people that follow me on this show follow me from hip hop. They follow me from rap. They listen to the bitches and the holes and the shits and, the, and they listen to all the things that I said and the things that I glorified and the things that I rapped about and I talked about. And I like that kind of music, it's almost, like I was saying before, it's almost a trained existence, it's almost a trance, it's a psychological terror that we invite into our lives that we can't live without when you like that form of music. And I like that hardcore shit, call my language. You know, the MOP, the Wu-Tay, the... I like that. It, it, it's it's aggressive. It, it talks about the grimy days. It talks about the hoods, you know, the Jeezy. It talks about selling dope and and, and and catchy. And it's, you know, the wordplay is tricky. And, you know, you got to figure it out. And you got to try to relate to the things that they're saying. And it makes you feel good because somebody's been where you've been. And, and people are talking about that. And it feels familiar. So when I hear people saying that hip hop music, and I'm not talking about hip-hop right now. But when I hear people talking about hip-hop music is destroying society and it's destroying the minds of our youth, at one point in time, I was offended. You understand what I'm saying? I, I was offended because I liked it, so it was a confliction in my soul. Like if, you, if you really give a damn, if you really care about society, if you really care about the direction of our youth, if you really care about... The things that are going on in this world and making a difference and making them better, it's got to be a confliction in your soul when you hear people degrading women and you hear people degrading society and you hear people degrading children and it, and, and, and they're talking about dope and they're creating a fantasy world. Where you can go out, you can drink that drink, you can smoke that smoke, you can pop bombs, you can go out, you can slap bitches on the adage is what they say in the music. You can go to strip clubs, you can throw money up in the air. You can, you can just, everything negative in that entertainment, in that art form of music still so great when you're listening to it, to your soul. But if you really care, there's got to be something deep in your heart that's saying, hold oh, on. Right? There's got to be something talking on you that's saying, hold oh, on. And that's why people are running to God. Because, see, people run to the church quick and they don't even know why. People think that the problems are, are, exist with, within them. But the truth of the matter, the problems don't exist within your body. The problems exist on the outside. But we invite that nonsense into our lives and into our souls and into our hearts and into our minds to the point that when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we do is turn this stuff off and bam, all of a sudden we're back in the same fucking trance that we're ready to start with. And it feels good, right? But a lot of us, I'm not talking about myself, by the way. I'm talking about myself. I don't know about nobody else, right? But I can only look in the mirror and talk about myself, right? We go hey, out. Go ahead, Rocco. I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead. There's a lot to be said as far as, you know, why. Yeah, And I, I know you've been in the music industry. There's a lot to be said as far as what out know, why people why certain people make it uh, the whole entertainment industry it's designed to control the masses. I mean and you can make a real good argument that music is a form of worship. So yeah, of the things that control control the populace. I mean music is very powerful. And what you're saying as far as the negative message, I mean two things could be said about all pop music, not just rap. It's the content, it's the words and then you can look at you know the you know, the music itself uh, yeah, is music immoral? But just to confine ourselves to the words, the message clearly, is there, and again, you have certain people that attempt to use the medium to oppose the system. Again, I call you know the the establishment. One catchphrase would be the new world order. The people who are really controlling society other you, know, you know financial interests and above. But it's no accident that the people that make it, uh, you know, the vast majority are selling a very negative message. That's not by accident. In the past, I've talked about Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays wrote a book called Propaganda. He wrote more than one. He's considered the father uh, the father of public relations. And Bernays worked for the U.S. government in, uh, in the early 20th century. And he helped, for example, he helped uh, the U.S. government sell World War II to the people. He came up with slogans like, This is the war to end all wars. Because you go back to the beginning of America, George Washington warned, don't ever get involved in European conflict. He said, you just don't do it. So that had to be sold. That uh, They sold World War One with those slogans. This is the war to end all wars. Another slogan he came up with, this is the war to keep the world safe for democracy. And of course, it wasn't the war to end all wars. Look how quickly then the u s got engulfed in World War two <laughs> and the idea of keeping the world safe for democracy that's uh, that's obviously not that's not in the u s constitution it's, you know it's outside the parameters of our country, wherever that means, and we're not in democracy uh we're we're in a democratic republic. but getting back to the music it's a very powerful medium to control people, and obviously they suck the youth in they want the youth. You know, they they want the youth addicted. They want the youth addicted to the music, and you know they want the youth addicted to obviously uh, to drugs. You get back to drugs, another thing. How how the government works with the entertainment complex. Uh, there was a time in this country when we had prohibition. In other words, that they they amended the constitution to say the uh, the production of alcoholic beverages, you know, was prohibited. Okay, and then re- prohibition was repealed. My point in saying that is this. At that time when that happened, there was enough respect for the Constitution where people said, well, if we're going to make at the federal level, if we're going to make alcohol illegal, there's nothing in the Constitution that gives us that power. So we've got to amend it. Fine. They did it and then it was repealed. When prohibition was repealed, that's when they made drugs illegal. And think about it. Drugs had been legal, what happened with this war on drugs? First off, it's not constitutional. There's nothing in the federal constitution. You could look at it from any angle. There's nothing about nothing about medicine. There's nothing about drugs. So if they respected the Constitution and they wanted to make drugs illegal, they would have to amend it and they didn't. Secondly, what's the result of this? we incarcerate more people in the United States than any other country in the world including China in spite of how much bigger China is than the United States so the system exists it's not by accident that they're going to sell you know this, this music that glorifies illicit sex it glorifies violence it glorifies the gr- drug culture because they want to break down they, they want to destroy us and again how the government fit in with this well what God created okay God created the family before he create government. He create human government. It's there. I uh, create the church, another, another sphere, another jurisdiction of authority. So mm-hmm. we're not living in a vacuum. What we're living through is that as as the family cont- continues to disintegrate, one institution becomes more powerful: the government, by design. Sure. We could talk to. We could talk to about. You've covered it. Uh, over seventy percent of black children now born illegitimate, not not by accident. Government programs, not by accident. Government programs such as aid to families with dependent children create an incentive for for girls to have children out of marriage. Now they know that when they talked about this and they debated it in the 60s, they passed. Now we know after 50 years, it, it's horribly failed, and they don't get rid of it. Why? Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, because they want to enslave us. So to understand these control systems. Yeah, this isn't by accident. So, you know, what the, there's two different levels in the fight. Number one, the broader culture or individual lives. In the broader culture, uh, you know, there's not much we can do immediately, but we can change it through taking control of our own lives individually, taking control of our own families. And that's where the power is. And that's why I think over time, churches as we're going to enter you yeah, more hot right now we're in a stage like you know we're in, we're really in a low level police state as far as i'm concerned they they've said they said we have no privacy anyone in the country we have no privacy uh now you need to. Uh, it's a police state. You need to show your ID. I went to the doctor's and they wanted a photo ID. <laughs> and why legal aliens are flooding the country? It, it this is by design. So yeah, we're living. We're living in yeah you know, a police state right now. We're in kind of like a cuddly phase of it. But it's no accident. We have talked about this before in the show. They've militarized the police. They're hiring people that have done two, three maybe more towards a duty in these illegal wars they are coming back. They're not, they're not right emotionally. They give them a a badge and a gun. They start acting like they did in wherever in Afghanistan or or, or Iraq. So this is all designed. So how do we respond? Well, anyone that loves Liberty, again, it goes back to individual responsibility. You basically control your life to divest yourself of, you know, the corrupt influences, particularly for Christians. you basically you divest yourself of those influences that are going to work against you uh, pleasing God and against you being productive. You know we've talked about on this show before. Yeah, you know, I was yeah you know, I was a Giants fan probably since I was 14. Yeah, you know, last year was the first year I didn't watch an NFL game. Is the NFL tr- intrinsically sinful? No, 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 it's not. It's not intrinsically wrong. But how is it used? It's by no accident they play on Sunday. And that's the day we should worship. Uh, it's by no accident that they're beta testing the police state. I mean, they're basically that uh, they're doing pat downs on people going to stadiums. It's by no accident what happened. Yeah, you know, with when they made a parade, they celebrated the first openly homosexual man in the NFL. So mm-hmm. the institution works against us, and particularly as far as man, manhood, and masculinity, they use all these things. They, they use sports, they use entertainment in general for men. It's more sports for women in general. It's more entertainment. Uh, but they use these things to suck the life out of us. So then mm-hmm. it, it's really it's vicarious or substitutionary manhood. People feel like, well, if I follow my team if I'm good at fantasy football that makes me more masculine it's like no no that makes you less of a man because you're wasting your time and energy on something that's useless And this this is what we're in. I mean as Christians as Christians, we divest ourselves from those things that aren't profitable and then we focus on the things that are profitable and that, that's where society changes as more and more people change. But as we're as we're entering this police state, I mean it's obviously gonna get worse and they're gonna come down on Christians, especially with homosexual marriage now. And we're gonna see who's standing. I mean, yeah, five, ten, fifteen years from now, if the Lord does return, we're gonna see who's standing. We're gonna see what churches are gonna say. They're going to make a categorical categorical statement. They're not going to equivocate. They're not going to mess around. They're going to make a real clear statement. They're going to say it doesn't matter what happens with the civil law. God created man and woman. He didn't create anything in between. And no matter what you do with the civil law, the secular law, it will never be right for a man to be with a man. It will never be right for a woman to be with a woman. And as we say that, yeah, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come down on us. You, you, you may I, I posted on my site, uh, California under get under Jerry Brown, they already passed the law. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not. This isn't a joke. California me,
2: already give passed. The law. Uh, California. Yeah, know, give, give the site give you a uh, website for reference, uh-huh. so people can follow.
0: Paradishift.net, P-A-R-A-D-S-H-I-F-T.net, Paradishift.net. And I posted up there, California has passed a state law where they remove the words husband and wife from state law because that's offensive to homosexuals. There's a federal law they want to try and get. They, they want to try and make that federal now too. It's in Congress. So, mm-hmm. the, this idea again, a lot of well-meaning people think, well, this was with with uh, homosexual marriage. It's just a matter of equality, you know. It was never about equality. This is political correctness. This is cultural Marxism. They want to destroy the traditional family. They've been doing it before they changed the laws about homosexuality. Again, you look at you look at you know, how you know the divorce rate has skyrocketed. Uh, you know, un- unwed mothers that have skyrocketed over the years. Abortion, which they love, they love to kill babies, but they wanna they wanna go for it all. I mean, they wanna criminalize traditional marriage, and they're gonna go at they're eventually gonna go after any church that stand that basically stands up and says, y- you know what, it doesn't matter what you say. We're never going to give you a pass. We're never going to make you feel good about something that God has said categorically is wicked. And we're going to live through that. I mean, and, uh, the the one good thing that will come out of this is it will separate the wheat from the chaff, to use a biblical analogy, because a lot of churches now, they've bought into the broad culture. And uh, there, there's really, there's no effect. I mean, it's just, there's no, it's obviously that, you know, so many churches, there's no effect. You don't see conversion growth. You don't see people coming to Christ. They're not changing the culture. They're being corrupted by it. So while I don't look forward to the persecution, I know one good effect will be, it will, it will definitely, there will be some up purging the church. It will definitely make the church more pure.
2: Do you think that, I think that with all the things that are going on socially in America right now, uh, the Confederate flag issue was, was a piece of this. And to me, uh, that was a perfect example of how the throne could easily turn uh, neighbors against each other right? I don't care what you believe or how you believe it, I think it's important for people to understand that we can be easily manipulated so we don't keep our eye on the bell um, it's really uh, you know, I say it's really going to be but I think we're at the war right now I think we're fighting right now and we don't even realize that we're fighting for our lives you know, uh, these institutions are extremely extremely manipulative and uh, they're very good at uh, using uh, wounds like race Uh, to turn Americans against each other, to turn people uh, against each other, to turn loved ones against each other, and it happens almost every day. Homosexuality is another trigger word homosexuality in there, and oftentimes you have two people who just simply believe in God. I don't care what your principles are. You know, I don't don't care what's going on in your house. I don't care what's going on in your bedroom. I know what I stand for, okay? And if you disagree with that, well, fine. But what we should focus on is the institution of love, which is is derived through Christ, you know, derived through God. And if we're not able to focus on that, if we're not able to come and agree upon at least that, we'll definitely be at each other's throes. And I think this is where we are today. Uh, you speak on the police state. If you look around this country right now, uh, if you get pulled over, and, and, and this is anybody, right? Because of what we've seen in social media, uh, what we've seen on different televised media outlets, what we read, you know, if you get pulled over, your mind cannot help but to go to one of the recent stories you've seen over the past 24 months, okay? You're just going to go there because now you've been programmed to think that if you get pulled over, the possibility of you getting killed is high. When our our actuality, the probability is extremely low, you know. So that creates a fear in you uh, uh, when it comes to police, and it, it, it used to have more fear of the police. You know, these people are sworn to serve and protect, but on the same instance, Rocco, like, oh, you have these police who also see these things, right? And they have a job, and and they also figure now that public enemy number one. So when they pull someone over or maybe when they get up in the morning or or the night or whatever and they get ready to go into work, they automatically feel some kind of way because of the media coverage that they've been seeing also. So now you have two different people that are doing two different things and both being manipulated by this institution of government and, 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 and social media and the powers that be. You have two different people that have both been manipulated and now they're at each other's throats before they even get to meet each other. So what do you expect the outcome to be? And this is why we are at will and why we while cooler heads and, and, and people like you and I have to prevail. in in the uh, journey that we're taking and and in the things that we choose to do when we go out and speak. You know, we have to be more vocal and uh, we have to go near and far and we really got to spread this message and let people know that you have to keep your eye on the ball and keep a cool head. You know, focus on love, keep your head in prayer, keep your body in prayer. We really got to learn how to brush these other things that are conflicting our hearts and our minds and our soul. We got to find out how to brush these things off and let them go similar to what you did with the NFL. I'm not there yet. Yeah, you know, But with this music, I, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm there where I don't have to have this music. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have Amen. to. Uh, I'm
0: sorry? Amen. You, 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 if you walk away, you'll never regret it.
2: Absolutely. What we have to do, Rocco, is it's not just... It, 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 listen, we're, we're at a point where, it's, uh, again, like I was saying earlier, if you, if you really care, right... It, 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 and especially parents. I'm, I'm not saying people who aren't parents shouldn't care, but I'm saying especially parents because you have two things that you gotta care for. You gotta watch out for yours and you gotta watch out for your children. And your children are gonna definitely make mistakes, but when they see you, and they watch you, and they listen to you carry on and carry out and do the things that you do, they're going to want to do the same things too, even if it's a mistake, right? Yep. Because Yep. call Absolutely. mom, they call dad do it. So they're going to carry out that kind of activity at least for a little while in their life until they're either, their eyes are open or they understand that, hey, this is not the way. So, so right now we're in a war uh, on, on many battlefields and many sport and we got to figure out a way how to stay together and beat this thing, man, because we're losing, rock on we're losing to manipulation. We're losing to social media. We're losing civilly. We're losing fiscally. We're losing spiritually. And we're losing fundamentally. People today don't even think that you can disagree with each other and still like or love each other. And that's just insane,
0: yeah. man. No, no. What you, said is, is, is what you said is spot on. I mean, it's, it's correct. What they want to do is divide us i mean you go back you know the, the racial issue touches with abortion okay you go back and i know you know the history margaret sanger who margaret sanger founded planned parenthood was a pronounced racist uh she said blacks were blacks were weeds she wanted to exterminate them and then she even said back in the day she goes well we have to use he used the word then negro for black which said we'll use the negro ministers to basically manipulate and gain the confidence of the people, of the black people. Uh, so, uh, and you see that today again with, you, with your Jesse Jackson, uh, your Reverend Al Sharpton. It's no, it's, it's no mistake that, you know, they had this this credential at one point of spirituality. Uh, you know, sometimes you know, reverence that they were ordained by someone somewhere sometime, and they want to divide us. And... This is, again, cultural Marxism. It's not, it's not a joke. When you talk about this, some people say, "Oh well, yeah, is, you're saying, uh, in my opinion, you know, one of the things they want to do is provoke race wars. It's not that, like there's just one master plan. There's several things they would like to do to, to divide us and destroy society. Their, or, their plan has always been order out of chaos. Same thing with the police state. Okay? You get people, white and black, uh, suspicious of the police, like you said, And what's going to happen if uh, police obviously go to copblock.org? I mean, there's police brutality videos all the time. But like you said, statistically, the probability is still small. But it does happen, and obviously certain departments are more corrupt than others. I mean, uh, New Jersey, New York, uh, New York City, Chicago, legendary police corruption. You're legendary (laughs) just like politics.
2: But shout out to too, by the way. I gotta give them a movie shout out for all the okay. brutality to to his watch. My bad.
0: <laughs> so they're out there and they want to divide us. Okay. So they they basically if you look at everything through through this lens, whether it's whether there's racial or, or or police or whatever, you have the fruit, the outworking that's always destructive. Like you said, it doesn't doesn't unite people. You think about what's really going on now. Okay. All of us are breathing the same air, okay? Yep. Don't have time to go into it. same wants to do an internet sh- search. You can check out Chemtrails. Do an internet search on Chemtrails, C H E M trails. Y- you can see what's going on as far as what's in the air. You can look at what's in the water. Okay, it's a proven fact historically. The Nazis and the former Soviet Union put fluoride mm-hmm. in the water to make mm-hmm. people more docile, to make people mm-hmm. more easy easy to control. Fluoride mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's a low-level neurotoxin. No, it's not. As, it's not as effective as a uh, cobra venom, you're not gonna, you don't die when you drink fluoridated water in in uh, two minutes. But we could see studies where our IQs are going down. We're under chemical attack. You look at the food, GMO, yeah. genetically modified organisms. Okay, this is stuff that other countries, many other countries have banned. Now they've passed a law in Congress where you can't even say on a label whether, whether it's, genetically, uh, it's genetically modified or not. Yeah. It, 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 this is affecting all of us. Uh, you, you go in, you go in again with the tax code. Again, okay? all of us. You know, some people may, have been, be, may be on some programs. I was talking to somebody about Obamacare, and uh, he was saying yes, it uh, could help some people because of the subsidies. And I said, friend, you've got to realize what, what that's all about. First off, uh, I think Blue Cross Blue Shield says they're increasing their rates next year by 20 25%. Okay? And the mm-hmm. insurance companies wrote Obamacare. I said, secondly, those subsidies, that's all a hook. That's all a hook. Those subsidies are going to be reduced and go away. So it's always dependence. This is, this is what's killing all of us. Like you said, if they could get us fighting to one, if they can make everything racial when it's not, they love it. If you get people to provoke attacking police, because I mean, what's going to happen? You're in a municipality. If Let's say you have a real bad case of police brutality, like what happened in South Carolina, where yeah he executed the guy. Now... He was caught. Uh, yeah, we had the cell phone, and I would argue if we didn't have that cell phone, the cop probably would have walked. We don't know that. I think he would have gone away. But in any case, if the people take the law into their own hands, what's going to happen? The new world order would love that because the police are then going to react themselves, and they're just going to they're going to be more afraid, and they're just going to start to kill more people unless they want. You go into any city, you think about what happens, Again, we know God established civil government. Okay, government. God established civil government to punish those who do evil and commend those who do good. And that's the problem with our government now. They're starting, they're increasingly endorsing wickedness. And that's, that's the nature of government in the sense that it's run by men who, who are corrupt. Founders talked a lot about that. But uh, this thing goes on and you you have uh you have the police that you having that you having that developed okay it affects everyone it's, it's not just the you know, i said it before new York City New York city cops i mean they're equal opportunity offenders uh Chicago cops, equal opportunity offenders. It's, it's not just the racial thing. But let's say, let's say what happens, and, and if they did have a race riot or another type of riot in the city, let's pick Chicago. And let's say, yeah, a good number of police got killed and the others, the others basically just quit because they didn't want to get killed. What's going to happen mm-hmm. after that? Martial law, it's going to be 100,000 times worse. They're going to bring in the troops and they'll probably never leave. And this is the plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is the plan. It sounds crazy. You could read white papers. They've been out there where the National Guard was looking for an internment specialist for the United States, not, not, not foreign, for the United States. So yep. it's, it, the, the plans are well in place. It's been for a long time. Okay, you get people, you get a certain number of people addicted to government programs. Right now there's, I don't know, forty I don't know, 46, 47 odd million people on food stamps. And that's just one program. Okay? That's one program. What happens? And the day is going to happen when, yep. when, when those SNAP cards, the Supplemental and Nutritional Assistance Program, when those little SNAP cards don't work, and then you've got 46 million people used to that food, what happens? <laughs> and the, they're playing yeah,
2: they're What's that? Yeah. the similar happens. And you know, I, yeah. I talked about that a million times in the show. I think you and I talked about my theory of that. We've already been uh, sectioned off. You know what I mean? We, we've we already been sectioned off to the point of uh, they know where we are. And, and why they know where we are is because people that live under a certain wealth uh, level or live in a certain economic levels live in this part of town. People that live in this certain economic level live in this part of town for the, for the most part. So they know where people who are on public this are. They know where people who live in the projects are. They know where people who are on Section A are. They know where you are, man. And, and, and you know, I just listen. Envision this for a second. I All the listeners too. Just, just envision this for a second, Rocco. I just want to expand on what you just said because you know I know someone out there going, you know, although they're talking about food stamps again. First of all, you know that's not a program I'll do away with. I just, I just have to put that out there. But it's definitely a program that could be managed better. You know, it's definitely a program that could be more effective for all people who need assistance, not just people that live below a certain poverty level. There are people who work every single day of their lives. Uh, two and three jobs that can't get that kind of SNAP benefits that need it. So, and, and, and kids are both eating and, and in the summertime when they're not in school they can't eat and, and so on and so forth. So I could really expand on that. I'm, I'm just not going to go on it right now, but I just wish people could take a walk with me uh, uh, a, a, down a road that I think is, is, is a very uh, a, a, a place that we could go. You know, I, I think it's a, a high chance that we could uh, end up in this this, down, this, down this road, if you will, but, you know, to expand on what you said, you know, if if of them cards were called the SNAP benefits cards, uh, let's say the government said they were broke, like they often do. You know, we're broke. We need to pass a budget. The budget's not passed. This, this is not even far fetched These are things that have happened before. So when they go to cut programs, the first thing that they cut are the things that are free for the most part, uh, the things that are going to affect poor people. Uh, you know, social services benefits will be reduced. If they don't cut them off, they will definitely reduce them. So, when you reduce them, that means the person who lives under Section A has probably got to pay a little bit more. So, if your rent's only $45, maybe now you got to pay $85 or $90, and so most people can't afford that. So when you padlock that door, because they only give you 30 days to live in that residence, okay, after 30 days of not paying, they're padlocking you out, and you have to make an appointment to be able to come in and get your, your, your personal belongings from their property, because let's remember, you don't, it's not your home, you know, it, it, it's not your apartment, it's not your house, it belongs to the federal government, it belongs to the state government. You know, so they allow you to live there based upon you telling them every single thing about your life, how much money you make, how much money you have in the bank, the property no, of your no, car. That's what you you have. Now,
0: I hear you. I, I have compassion towards people, okay? But you have to understand, I know you do the dynamic of all this. None of these programs are designed to help people. They're designed to make people Absolutely. dependent. They're, they're designed, if, if they were designed to help people, there would be a clear path to get them off, and they don't want that. But here, here's something else you talked about. You talked about control on housing. Okay, check this out. 100 years ago, when, when we pushed, uh, they got this idea of Marxist idea of free public education. Okay, when they got schools out of the communities and they put, they basically passed statewide laws saying the schools quote would be free. I don't care who you are. You could have a business and you could, have, you could have a house or several houses and have no mortgage on them. The moment, watch what happens, the moment you don't pay property tax, they will come after your house or your business. And Absolutely. this isn't America. And and right now, you know, I'm a Republican, but I mean, I'm committed to the Constitution. Okay, I'm, I'm not, you know me, I'm not going to say, okay, just vote to Republicans and uh, it's less than two years. I'm not doing that. I haven't done that for, for many years. But Republicans, you can't even debate this. Even in North Carolina, we've got a Republican supermajority. we've got a Republican governor. They will not even get in the arena and debate someone like me. They will not debate Greg Brandon on this because they know they will be exposed as total frauds so yeah the systems of control that are in place we start out with entertainment and we talked about the police and all it's also politics because with the two-party system it's heads that win, tells you lose i mean yeah they just keep on suckering so many people figuring oh well i don't i don't agree with this guy but he's better than the other guy it's like the lesser of two evils is still evil uh, and again, a lot of people say, oh, well, yeah, you know, you're a purist, that's not the real world. Oh, no, I think I think I am 100% in the real real world for this reason. If voting for lesser of Two Evils was effective, why do we have... With unfunded liabilities, I don't know 70, 90 trillion dollars debt, not the 17, 18, 18 trillion they say. Yeah, you know, why? Why do we have illegal wars? Why are they listening? They're telling they can listen to every phone call, and they are listening to every phone. They're recording every phone call, every cell call, every email, every text is being recorded. Yeah, this is the fruit of voting for the lesser of two of two evil people. So yeah, if you want to be a realist, yeah, stop being manipulated by these people that run for office and violate. Violate the oath of office. Who don't know the Constitution?
2: <laughs> you know what, Rocco? We we talked about um, we've talked about the social uh, war that we're facing. You know, we've talked about fundamental. Uh, we touched on uh, uh, civil, or we talked a lot about civil, actually. But we've only touched on the fiscal part uh, just a little bit because somewhere right now, there's someone sitting listening to this show, or uh, maybe that are listening to the archives. And they're not affected by anything that we talk about tonight. They don't listen to the type of music we listen to. Uh, they go to church every Sunday or three times a week. You know, they pray, uh, they have a great job, you know, that they're well off. And they're not affected any way uh, from any of the things that we're talking about. You know, they're not affected in any way whatsoever. But, well
0: they are. They they are, but a lot of them are in denial. some of them
2: some of them don't
0: some of them don't believe that every conversation they're having, every electronic forms communication, every text, every email, everything on Facebook, they don't, every Google search they do, they don't, they, don't, they don't believe it's recorded, or worse yet, they say, I have nothing tied. Extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous, because if the laws change in the future, they have a reservoir then they could go back for a real long time and say, well, now there is a law against this type of speech. Talk about hate speech and those laws. Those laws. Those laws exist. We could easily see that applied you know, with homosexuality. Well, yeah, the speech now is illegal. Not not inciting riots or anything. Not actions. The speech is illegal. This is this is an inversion of classical liberalism. Thomas Jefferson was classical liberal. What we're dealing with now. Is this really the, the, this uh, this neoliberalism? And it goes back to the cultural Marxism. So you're right. A lot of people that are doing better, God's bless them, better financially. They think it doesn't affect them. They think the police state doesn't affect them, but it does. Because right now, any of us, since they passed the 2012 NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act, anyone can disappear at any time without due process or be killed. The, there, was, there was one guy, Andrew Al-Locky, his, he was killed by a drone strike in Yemen. It was classified information why they killed him. But then worse yet, his son was killed in a separate drone strike in Yemen. He was 16-year-old. They were American citizens. And then one, one activist, Luke Radowski, I might have this on on my site, I don't know, but uh, if you do if you do uh, an internet search, use starpage.com or duckduckgo.com. Search for Luke Radowski, Peter King. And uh, he came up to Peter King, Republican from uh, Long Island, and he got him in a public meeting. He says, uh, how can you justify the execution of Anwar al-Laki's 16-year-old son in a separate drone strike? And Peter King, without blushing, just said he had the wrong dad. So a lot of these people have no idea. They think they're safe. Nothing, no one is safe in this America anymore. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you live. I don't care what you do for a living. They can destroy you if they want. Uh, they can dist- they can destroy you, and they don't even have to make you disappear. It doesn't even have to be that dramatic. They could freeze your assets. They could just basically say, "Well, based upon information we're not going to disclose, they don't, I don't do it, They don't follow the Constitution anymore. Based upon secret information, we think you're aiding and abetting people that are that may be terrorists or that are terrorists. So, until we can clear that up, uh, we're going to freeze all your assets. So, yeah." How many people How many people are that well off so that if they can't access any banks, how long are they going to make it? See, this is, this is where we live, and I'm glad you said it. So you're right. A lot of people think, oh, it doesn't affect them. It does. And uh, you talk about, okay, the general welfare of people. People, something else that Ron Paul talked about and others is the corporate welfare, the corporate welfare, this insane idea that some companies are too big to fail. We can't even put a number on, on how much money corporations get. I mean, someone like GE, uh, a couple of years ago, they didn't even. I don't know how many millions they made or billions. And they paid no tax. I mean, so it's just there are some of these people, and yeah, they're kind of like the bottom feeders, the so-called right wingers, and they're always they're always talking about social welfare programs. It's like, okay, you want to go after the big money. Uh, okay, because I don't want, I'm against those programs because they make people dependent, not independent. But let's go after the corporate welfare. I mean, this this notion that a bank is too big to fail, uh, this is crazy. Uh, Right now, in in other countries, they're starting to charge negative interest rates. In other words, they're trying, they're starting to charge people money just to keep your money in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to come here. It's going to be here.
2: (laughs) I I think we're here, man. And, 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 you know, I don't care what the life life you're from, and I I just want to reiterate this for one second, and I I think it's very important that people, I I think it's very important that people understand this. We don't take some personal responsibility for ourselves. um, For me, it's music. If we don't take some personal responsibility for our groups, and this to all conservatives out there, I I proclaim myself an independent conservative. That's who I am. Those are the principles that I share, that I believe in, that I live by. You know, if if we don't accept some responsibility from within our groups to be able to share our principles, even when they go against some of the things that we believe in and we hold near and dear, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the times, most conservatives are are friends of of police. You know, that's just what it is. We're we're friends of police. We don't see the police as being threatening. We don't see the police as being an entity of control, a, a lot of us. Um... But if we're not able to say, hey, this right here is police brutality and feel good about it, if we're not able to stand on our principles, then who are we? You know, oh, and yeah. what are we? And, and you know, if, if we're not able to stand on our fiscal responsibility, not, not only for ourselves, but to even hold our representatives accountable, to hold our opponents accountable, to hold our pastors and our churches accountable, you know, and family members and et cetera, if we're not able to accept simple responsibility as well to be able to say, call a bigot a bigot. You know, when a situation arises and someone's being a racist bigot jerk, you know, call it like you see it. You know, just because you're a white guy, I don't mean you can't point out someone that's a bigot. Just because you're black, I don't mean you can't point out somebody black that's a racist. I mean, people are who they are. And if we're not able to own some personal responsibility within, that, within ourselves to be able to say, hey, this is what it is and this is what it really is when it happens, we're going to lose, lose our credibility and then we're going to lose each other like the war that we're facing right now. And the biggest problem is that we don't love each other enough to trust each other.
0: Yeah. It it was funny, before Obama was elected, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, he has the ability to energize a crowd, there's no doubt. I mean that's diminished over time. But yeah, you know, I remember the crowds he was getting when he when he ran when he, before he was elected in two thousand eight. And some of the things he said, I mean he talked a good talk. He talked against uh he talked uh about closing down Guantanamo Bay. Hasn't been closed down yet. Uh he talked against he talked against the wars, hasn't been done yet. And to just see, go back to the two-party system, how easily they manipulate us on the so-called right and left, how they easily manipulate a lot of rank-and-file Republicans and Democrats. He gets in power, and now yeah, he continues the continues illegal wars, allegedly shuts down the war in Iraq, but then you have ISIS there, which, by by all intents for all intents and purposes, I mean this is being funded and created by the West. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's tons of articles out there. ISIS, that's a fact. Yeah, no, that's a fact. It's out there. But to think about how people, I mean, to go back to the rhetoric that you know, okay, Obama. Obama's going to stop. The, yeah, he's going to stop the war. He just cares about civil rights. There's been more drone strikes again. I go back to Anwar Al-Awlaki, U.S. citizen, uh, his 16-year-old son killed in a separate drone striking Yemen without due process. He. It was basically the third. I mean, Obama's first term was Bush's third term. I mean, all of it continued and it was <laughs> ramped up even more. It, it it was, but so many people, yeah, you know, they, they get locked into, they get they get locked to the emotionalism of it. And they can't see it. I mean, this whole this whole thing with the police state, like I said before, is so real. No one is safe anymore because people, yeah. whether you're on on the so-called left or right, people that believe in, in this power of the state, that you know, you go back to the 2012 NDA National Defense Authorization Act when they said, uh, based upon the illegal authorization for the use of military force okay after after 9 11 the u.s invaded afghanistan it was illegal okay they could have used declared war they could have used a letter of marquee and reprisal if they just wanted a simple mission to go in take out the taliban come back home no nah. it was about regime change okay that's what it's about so that war's unending you the u.s military is still there so mm-hmm. they create this doctrine then that anyone in to- 2012 anyone who's fighting for al-Qaeda or affiliated forces, which is broad. So you go back to the Patriot Act, okay, written before that. Uh, how do you define terrorist? They made it so broad, if you commit a misdemeanor, you're a terrorist. Then you come under the umbrella, umbrella of other laws. So, yes, there are, there are people that think, yeah, uh, this, yeah, this is great. Yeah, get the terrorists and this and that. And they have no idea. Well, yeah, you could easily be, if you've already committed a misdemeanor, you could be declared a terrorist. So when people start to realize no one's safe, No, I don't care how much money you have once again, I don't care where you live, I don't care what you do for a living, I don't care who you know or you think you know, uh, it can happen to anyone. And this is really an old thing philosophically to explain real simply. When when they they cut the cut when they cut the compact when they talked about the constitution okay mm-hmm. they got rid of the Articles of Confederation they they got a new compact and one of the reasons they did is that the constitution in Great Britain it wasn't written down so they wanted it written down really clear and they had these state ratifying conventions they debated they debated it got passed it only got passed because there's a the promise of the Bill of Rights. They wanted to, They wanted to affirm that there were certain areas that the federal government couldn't touch. Okay, that's all negative mm-hmm. affirmation. Second Amendment Definitely. negative affirmation, something you can't do. A First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, freedom of religion, things, things that the federal government can't touch. So it gets passed with the promise of the Bill of Rights. So today, now we have fast-forward. Uh, we've got this unending war on terror, totally legal. You've got people on the right, people on the left. Oh, this is good to go after them. It's like, okay, what you're advocating for is this is nothing new. You're moving away from the rule of law. In other words, the rule of law is when you conduct yourself as a nation and as a civilized society based upon clearly written parameters of law. So mm-hmm. you're saying, okay, yeah, I can't beautiful. arrest... I can't arrest Pudgy Miller, habeas corpus. If I take you, mm-hmm. habeas corpus means you have the body. I can't take your body if I'm the state and say, well, I just don't like, nah. You go back to the Magna Carta the 1200s and say, No. Nah. if you're going to take someone, you've got to say why. That's, 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 all, right. that's all getting erased now. So we're, this is nothing new that people are proposing, but people don't understand how dangerous it is and how old it is. We're moving from the rule of law to the rule of men. The idea yeah. of your power might makes right. Uh, Ron Paul was asked when uh, Aaron Russo interviewed him. If any of the listeners want to see an excellent documentary, check out America from Freedom to Fascism. American from Freedom to Fascism with Aaron Russo. Wonderful documentary about. The, uh, the IRS, the federal income tax, and the private Federal Reserve. Wonderful documentary. So, Ron Russo went to Capitol Hill, and yeah, he had concluded the income tax was not legitimate. And he asked Ron Paul on camera, well, so then, why do we pay the income tax? And Ron Paul hesitated when he was still in Congress and says, because they have the guns. So, this is where we're at. It's not like the law, conti- they continually tell us every day in a thousand ways the law doesn't matter. And this is why everyone should be concerned, regardless of your walk of life, to come after all of us. And like, like I said before, they, you're absolutely right. They want to divide us on race and other issues. They want to make it, they want to make it uh, white versus black. They want to make it men versus women. They want to want to make it gay versus straight. Okay, everyone's at risk. And once people realize that, we can start to fix things. But uh, people are so easily misled.
2: <laughs> it's sad. It's emotional. It's, it's emotional. I it will put the emotions in time, man. It's it's accepting so, life for what it is. It, it's it's so emotional that people are distraught from what's really happening. Like, you know, I, I just I just want to ask you this, man. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it out there, man. What what do you think in 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 three to five years? What do you think America will look like in the relationship from uh, to just the general public? and the, the regular police department. What do you think, if, if things continue to go the way that they're going? Because I, I see a pattern. I see a trend that is not pretty. And the trend and the pattern that I see makes sense for uh, the purchases that a lot of these police departments were making, right? And, and if, if you dig deep enough, you'll see that Homeland Security, like these, these local police departments weren't deciding to buy these armored vehicles. Man. Homeland Security sent a memo out. So, local police departments, and this is where the purchase of these, uh, what they call riot control uh, vehicles, were purchased for. This is why you're seeing riot control vehicles in towns like Burlington, North Carolina. You know, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina has a full command center with multiple riot control vehicles um, and and, and even riot control ATVs. So, you wonder where this type of military equipment is coming from and why they even have it. I see a trend happening, and, and people, were, these departments, I, I might add, were purchasing these vehicles long before uh, this, this new uproar of police versus the general public. So I just wanted to ask you, you know, how do you see uh, society, if it continues to go the way that it's going with the manipulation and all, how do you see society with the relationship between the police and just uh, the general public in the next three to five years?
0: It's a great question. It's a lot of ways that it could go. I mean, there's still a downward trend. They could, basically, they could basically do two things. Okay, there's a lot of programs. You talked about DHS. There's a lot of programs the Pentagon uses to get military equipment into the hands of police. There's some pushback by some departments. But a lot of times they'll accept it. And obviously there's a cost after they accept it than to maintain it, to train with and all. But there's no doubt they've militarized the police. It's like I said before, one I think the plan they've had for a long time is they want to they want to basically see the cities burned, however that happens, whether it's combination race wars, economic depression, close the banks for a couple of weeks or months. they want to see the cities burned. If the cities burned, the police are going to be gone, whether they're militarized or not the police the police will either be dead or give up, and then the only people will then beg for the military. Once the military rolls in, the regular military, uh, I don't see them leaving, not for a very long time, if ever. So I think there's a couple ways they could do it. Right now, we've been experiencing a slow, slow, steady degeneration of militarized police and police state. Like I said before, you go to a doctor, you need an ID, Uh, you go to the airport, uh, you get molested if you want to travel. They put your hands on your body. It's all prisoner training. This is all designed to degrade us and break our will. They want to break our will everywhere. Okay, illegal aliens have more rights than us. You know, try getting pulled over without a license if you're a U.S. citizen compared to illegal. See what happens. Uh, someone like Skip Stam, who's a Republican in North Carolina, wants to give illegals, driver's permits. Yeah, this is all tyrannical. So there's two ways you could go to answer your question. They could continue the slow degeneration to just militarize the police more uh, Again, every department's different, but they can continue to give military training and equipment, and you'd see more and more instances where you know they feel right now if they feel threatened by a chihuahua or a small dog, they'll just kill them. So, based upon the current trend, if they feel threatened with someone, they're just going to use deadly force. I mean, this sometimes happens, but they'll just have standard procedure. You just you don't threaten you don't threaten a police officer. So, yeah. So that's one way you could do. They could just steadily build it up. The other way they could do is they could ramp it up by there could be some incidents. incidents, Certain incidents could happen. Okay. You could have really soft targets, things like malls. They could be attacked. And if that happens, okay, they could easily blame. They could pin it. They could frame, could frame, frame patriots. And they'd say it's white Al Qaeda. As ridiculous as it sounds, I could see a lot of gullible people whose reality is dictated by watching TV saying, "Yeah, it's sad that the Patriots, you know, libertarians and stuff. It's sad that they hated the U.S. government that much that they're working with Al Qaeda or ISIS." And uh, once they paint that narrative, uh, then that's that's a hotter phase of the police state. Then people like me and you may disappear because uh, we're dangerous. Words are dangerous.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, very, 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 very good. Listen, man, um, it's been wonderful. We're actually five minutes over our time, which is which is absolutely fine, because something happened early on in the first five minutes of the show. But um, I, while I had you on the air, I just wanted to give you props, man, and, and give you a major shout-out um, on last week's show, man. I, I, I thought there was a B.I.G. show last week. And, um, Thank you. You know, it was very, very, very informative. I, I always learn something when I listen to your show, man. And, you know, as I told you before, I thought it was really great. And anybody that to listen to it, I know that they walked away from the uh, last Sunday with Rocco Pete having learned something. It, it, was, it was absolutely wonderful, man. So I just want to give you kudos and give you props for that. Keep spreading your message, brother. Keep going hard. Keep doing what you're doing. You know you have support over here. And, uh, you know, if I can do anything, brother, you know I got you.
0: Thanks, Pudgy. I appreciate what you do, man. Keep it up.
2: Oh, hey, thanks, Michael. Did you know man, you know you're on thing uh, uh, So you know, before I go, you got to give a shout out, man. That's just what we do. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shout out. Let's oh, go. Let's Shout out. Well,
0: you you shout me out. I basically I give a shout out to everyone. Everyone, black, white, regards to the color, that understands uh, we can't be divided. I give a shout out to everyone who realizes uh, it, it's not it's not black versus white. It's not man versus woman. It's the individual versus the state. I give a shout out to everyone that realizes that and spreading that message because we got to restore. We've got to restore the republic because we're moving towards again. We're moving away from the rule of law to the rule of men, and we don't want the tyranny to get worse.
2: I like it, man. Shout out to everybody out there. Welcome. Shout out to you again. Definitely B.I.G. in my book. Shout out to everybody out there for listening to the craft video show, man. You guys are definitely B.I.G. in my book. You're family here. And I definitely want to give a shout out to everybody who uh, will be listening to this broadcast later on. And uh, remember, God is love. Love is God. Communication is the key. And don't dare try to sway someone or try to offer your opinion to someone and you can't even say hello, please say hello. Please throw up your hand. Please shake your hand and, and salute a veteran, man. Tell a veteran thank you for the service, if you will. We're going to close the show with a song from someone else I want to give a shout-out to, The Barnes Project, uh gospel group by the Wilson, North Carolina. We're going to end the show with uh, Sorry by The Barnes Project. We'll see you guys next week. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real real Only gon' recognize, still reckon I will
3: Like we always do with this time I go for mine, I get the shine Now throw your hands up in the sky